time for a bonus episode again. Um, hope you've been enjoying the bonus episodes that I've been putting up of the Angry Mailman podcast. Here's one from a 2012 featuring myself and Anthony Alex. Listening to episode 86 of the Angry Mailman Podcast. This is Anthony Alex. Uh, no Bubba for this ep. Uh, he's working this evening. Uh, he's talked about being able to record tomorrow night. That being the case, we may actually do back-to-back amps and uh, and just spread them a couple days apart on the release if he's able to do that. So uh, you may get a bonus app, may not. Depends on what his schedule is. But I do have two uh, very capable co-hosts with me, both experienced podcasters. Uh, one, uh, the Ampy Podcaster of the Year, uh, Mr. From Page to Screen, a.k.a. Stuart. Yeah, I was feeling all the pressure there. We're capable podcasters and all this sort of <laughs> stuff. I'm like, who have you brought on? I was quite I'm like, Jay Bird, and who else have you got? Uh, not, right. Like, pleasure to be back with you, uh, Anthony. Absolutely. Good to chat and, to you again, Jay Bird. Yeah, and as I mentioned, uh, Mr. From Casual Conversations and uh, Mini Roundtables and all kind of stuff, and from The Walking Dead fame, first guy that I ever heard say anything about The Walking Dead, Mr. Jaybird360. Hey, what's up, everyone? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I don't know that I've officially thanked you. It's, it's been like uh, over two years ago. You're like, hey, man, have you ever heard of The Walking Dead? 
me and you were having a conversation the first time we recorded, and I'm like, no, or whatever, and you told me about it, and I thought it was cool. And since then, I've read all the comics, uh, watched everything that I can on it, and now I'm excited about the game that's going to be coming out soon. Yeah, have you uh, you ever watched Breaking Bad? I have, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm up. I'm up on it. That's another fantastic show. Yeah, that's my new thing I tell everybody to check out since everyone's into, you know, like everyone's into The Walking Dead, but Breaking Bad is such a better show as far as the show goes. And uh, no one's really been paying attention to that at all. It's weird. Yeah, it's one of those deals where, like some shows, uh, people, it's just like, it's like niche or whatever. You'll you'll hear, uh, you know, people in like groups talking about it, but then a lot of people will be like, oh, I've heard about it or whatever. And I don't think, you know, some of that stuff doesn't get the uh, the cred that maybe it needs. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I always tell anybody, right, do you like The Shield? If they say yes, it's like you'll like Breaking Bad to go watch it. Yeah. Also, Sons of Anarchy, too. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. And then there's other shows, like, you know, I, I thought it got canceled or, you know, or something, or just, you know, ended early. But, like, Hell on Wheels is still a thing. Like, it's coming back for a second season. Like, I heard nothing of it after the first episode. Same with The Killing. Um, you know, I was in the movie theater today. I went to go see uh, Cabin in the Woods and The Three Stooges. And right before uh, Cabin in the Woods started, they had a, 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 a commercial for Nurse Jackie, which has been on for probably five or six years now. I didn't even know it was still on. I thought it got canceled years ago. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't know it was still on either. I'm familiar with it. Isn't that the one where the nurse has a little bit of a pill problem? Yeah. Something, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Have you ever seen any of that, Stuart? I haven't, no. I think uh, the title's vaguely familiar, but uh, no, I've not yeah. seen any of that. Yeah, isn't it the same, isn't it the wife from uh, Sopranos? Yeah, isn't that the, yeah, yeah. The same person. Yeah, she's uh, she plays a nurse, you know, really kind-hearted nurse and stuff, but she's got a little bit of a pill problem. So, yep. uh and I, I've never seen it myself. It may very well be good, but I haven't. Uh, I think I think I've seen maybe a season and a half yeah. or so of it. But yeah, it was pretty cool. The Angry Mailman podcast is brought to you by Audible. Uh, if you are interested in possibly getting some audio books and uh, downloading them and listening to them, and uh, maybe you like the Hunger Games, maybe you don't. Um, Audible has about three hundred thousand different audio books, and if you sign up with our uh, our URL. You can get a free audiobook. It's a 30-day free trial. Uh, they'll give you credits to download a free audiobook. You check it out. And if you like it, you can keep the service. And uh, I think it's about 15 a month or something like that. Um, if, you, uh, if you like it, you keep rocking with it. If you don't, you can cancel. It doesn't cost you any money. But just signing up through our URL for the free trial does benefit the show. Uh, that URL that we would like for you to use is audibletrial.com slash amp, A-M-P, for Angry Mailman Podcast. So uh, if you'd do that, we'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. And that's all for the commercial. Yeah. Also, um, I, right after the show last week, after the show released, our old buddy Big Pimpin, he sent me a message saying, uh, hey, uh, I noticed that you've got 75 iTunes reviews. And I was like, oh. So I hadn't checked in a couple of days, but I looked, and sure enough, we've got 75. Um, he, I think, even uh, created a second iTunes account to leave a uh, second review on it. A very, very positive review. So shout out to uh, Harold, a.k.a. Zombie Harold, a.k.a. Big Pimpin' or, or stuff. Does that um, class him as a stalker if he's setting up fake accounts to give you more reviews? I think you might you have know, a, bit of a bit of a hanger on there. Uh. I, I don't mind. 
I, I don't <laughs> mind. But uh, I am going to announce right now the winner of the contest. Uh, I randomly drew the winner, and uh, it's we had a guy that really, really was humping it, really getting after it, trying to uh, increase his chances, getting other people to uh, sign up and stuff like that. And uh, so the winner is Mr. Maverick43. So uh, uh, hopefully you'll listen to this. If not, I'll be contacting you, sir, and we'll get your game picked out. Uh, if you don't want a game, we'll work something out with a gift card or whatever. But um, So we'll get something going. So congratulations, sir, on the free game of your choice. And uh, everybody that took the time to leave us an iTunes review, we greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, we do the contest, seems like about once a year, just to try to keep, because a lot of times people don't want to take the time necessarily to do an iTunes review. It's a little bit of a hassle or whatever. So we use this to kind of remind you slash motivate you to uh, to give us one. So congratulations, sir. Um, also, I've mentioned uh, on a couple of shows, but I think on the last show, we talked about it. We had a guy that, you know, we've got all five-star reviews except for a guy that left us a three-star um, saying that uh, we were too political, stuff like that. Um, while I was checking the um, the contest stuff, he has gone back and changed his review to a five-star. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so maybe he listened or maybe, maybe uh, one of his other friends. I know uh, I'm not going to say who it is, but we do have another close friend of the show that usually always listens. Maybe he heard us talking about that and persuaded him to change it to a five. So now we're back to uh, 100% five stars, 75 nice. five stars. So, yeah, absolutely. That's outstanding, sir. So uh, thank everybody greatly for uh, being in the contest. And uh, Travis43, hit me up, son. We'll get that game out to you. So, uh, gentlemen, how are you, uh, Mr. Uh, Banterman, without the T? I didn't let us to my name. I'm I'm really well, actually. I've had a couple of days off work. I managed to catch up on most of my little podcasting projects. I'm working all the way through the weekend, but that's fine because it pays the bills. I just launched a new show last night, the Stuart and Bob Show, Episode 1, which was kind of like the video one, the video game one that we did. But we spent about an hour and a half just chatting about our childhood memories of the movies. So it focused purely on the cinema. Um, and I've put that out on the From Page to Screen Stuart and Bob feed, as well as the From Page to Screen media thing. I could have carried on chatting for hours on that. I really, really enjoyed. Nice. I mean, some podcasts you do, you, you enjoy them, and yeah, they're fine, and it was a good episode. And then now and again, you'll do one where you're like, you know what, I could have done that for six hours because I really enjoyed it. So that was my evening. But you should have done that. If you're, if you're talking about doing like six episodes, you should have just recorded six hours all at once and just broke it up into six episodes. And you'd have had like all of them knocked out at once. Definitely. Yeah. I think Bob wouldn't have got away with it though. His wife would have killed him. <laughs> I'd have got yeah. away with it because there was nobody else here. But uh, no, that was episode one. We're going to try and knock out an episode every single week uh, and just get that done. So that was fun. You, now, you know, I've got a uh, a new hobby. And my new hobby is going to tinyurl.com slash fp2s list. fp2s list. So I have that as one of my bookmarks. So every few days I'll pop it open and see what you've updated. I really appreciate you updating what movies you've watched on there because sometimes I'll just be like, oh, okay. You know, I hadn't thought about that one or whatever. So uh, just know if nobody else is that I'm checking that list at least every two or three days to nice. see what you've watched this year, what you thought about it, and I all think that. I'm, so, uh, I'm up to yeah. about 1992 or something now, I think. I watched three today. 
uh, one really good film, one average film, and one piece of crap. So, that's <laughs> yeah. not really good. Now, you, um, one thing, I saw on there uh, a Bruce Lee movie. You didn't watch that Bruce Lee movie because I brought it up, did you? No, not at all. I mean, okay. I, no, right. I, I bought it from work for five pounds, which is pretty cheap, and yeah. it just annoyed me because it was, I'm okay with foreign films, I don't mind if there's subtitles or anything, but when it's set in America and they're all talking Mandarin, it kind of annoys me, <laughs> so the, yeah. the dubbing was awful. <laughs> well, I, I saw that uh, that you watched a Bruce Lee movie that you hated, and uh, I felt somewhat responsible because we did talk about uh, me showing my uh, kids uh, Bruce Lee documentary. And I, it looked like it might even have been the same one. I'm not sure. But whenever I saw that, I was and you like you hated it. I'm like, oh, I hope I hope he didn't watch that because of me. No, so. this was one that was done officially by Bruce Lee's daughter. Um, uh, apparently, it was the most authentic Bruce Lee biopic ever done. Clocked in at three hours. Wow. But a lot of the time, he was flying around on wires, and I don't remember Bruce Lee flying around on wires, a la The Matrix. Don't not not very often. I, yeah. I mean, I remember some some extreme jumps and stuff he did, and stuff. But I just figured he was that awesome that he really could fly. Exactly. <laughs> I just gave up. Yeah. I'm not watching this. So. Right. Jaybird, what's been going on this week, man? I know you've uh, you've been a movie watching ninja today. Oh yeah, uh, not much so far this week except for today. I uh, a friend and I uh, decided to skip school and uh, go see a couple movies. We decided we were going to go see about four or five of them, but for some reason um, the movie theater didn't open until twelve, so we just got to see two, which were uh, Cabin in the Woods and The Three Stooges. And I, I won't talk about Cabin in the Woods since that's really you can't really talk about it without spoiling it. Oh wow! Um, so you know, Three Stooges is really good. Like it, it's kind of mixed on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like a fifty-four, fifty-five percent, and uh, you know. I, I, just something to go see to kind of, to kind of, you know, uh, after seeing a horror movie, I kind of wanted to laugh a little bit. Which I mean, Kevin Woods had some comedic elements to it, and you know, but uh, went to go see Three Stooges. I was really surprised by how funny that movie is. I think anybody who is a fan of uh, the the TV show, the old '30s and '40s shorts, and uh, all that, should really go see this movie. Um, you know, the very beginning of it's a little bit kind of weird because you know they have to they have to start off the movie with them being kids and everything and that's like five or six minutes of the movie which is you know but other than that it was really good it was really really uh you know just like the uh, the old shorts and they even had the sound effects and you know they had um the previews made it look like pure garbage because they had like you know you have to have the the pop culture references and you know the you know, all that stuff like Jersey Shore, which took up a little bit too much time, uh, time in the movie. I yeah. really didn't know that they were going to focus on that Jersey Shore bit as much as they did, which was kind of, you know, it, it was a lot more enjoyable than I thought it would be, but they kept on with a little bit too long with, you know, the, the Snooky and all that. But, you know, it was fun seeing them getting, you know, getting their eyes poked out and everything by Moe and Curly and Larry and all those guys. So, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. uh... No, it was pretty good. It was just uh, it was just a lot better than I would expect it to be. And everybody before the movie even came out just did not even give it a chance. And I think it's you know, and it's a movie that kids can enjoy too. Like it's not like you know they had Twenty One Jump Street. I was going to go see that again. That's a really funny movie too. 
But, you know, I just kind of wanted to see something clean that I can just enjoy and not feel like crap. Like, like I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed like, uh, seeing 21 Jump Street, but I just felt kind of crappy just because it was so, you know, you know, gross out at times and, you know, stuff like that. But it's fun just to see something clean for once and that anybody can enjoy. Nice. Just like it was a cue. Um, <laughs> I guess that was your phone. Yeah, that um, was uh, a zero theme. When you said you were going to watch uh, five movies, were you going to like roll up in there and like go theater bouncing, or are you going to pay to actually watch five movies? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was going to pay to actually watch five. Wow, that's hardcore, son. That sucks. Um, I was yeah, I was going to pay to to watch those movies. I mean, I I, I could have easily like nobody cared. Like there was like two theater workers and they didn't pay attention to anything. So yeah, like, we could have just went from movie to movie, but like just like when one movie ended, go to the bathroom and like hang out there for a minute and not come out or whatever, and then like because you you probably couldn't go straight into the other one before it started. Oh yeah, we could. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, they didn't. Nobody even checked to see if anybody was, you know, not supposed to be in there. You know, there was no guy coming up and down the halls like looking for people at all. Wow. Oh. So wow. yeah, we could go to your that. cinema. I want to yeah. go to yours. <laughs> no, nah, it's not like that all the time. We didn't expect it to be that way because when we go on the weekends or Fridays, it is you know pretty tight in the way that they check everything. And I've seen them check for tickets and all that before. But you know there was nothing but maybe you know a twenty-one year old guy and a couple of people in high school working there today, and they didn't care. Yeah, that's always good if somebody just doesn't give a rip. That always helps you out to be able to do stuff. Yeah. I um I got back a little while ago. I told you my son uh, got in trouble. He uh he's eight years old. Okay. And uh, like I've said before, you know he's uh um he's take he takes like some uh, anti seizure medicine. Well, he hadn't had like a seizure in like over two years, but he can be like a little jumpy from time to time. You know, he'll just kind of twitch or whatever. Um. Well, apparently, uh, he just couldn't sit still today. We're changing some of his medicines out. They're wanting to, like, get him off one and onto another. So his medicine's a little bit weird this week, whatever, and probably will be for a couple weeks. But he decided he just couldn't sit down today, up and down, all kind of stuff or whatever. And uh, so he got in trouble and uh, got carried out of the classroom, went to the principal's office. So then she, you know, my wife uh, teaches there. It's just a, uh, like, a private school. Um so uh, they're on, like, the Becca curriculum, if you're familiar with that. Um, well, the principal leaves her office, and, um, you know, my son's pretty mad. So she goes to get my wife to talk to her about it. When she comes back, apparently my son, his excuse was that he had to pee, but uh, he pretty much, like, peed all over the principal's office. <gasps> Oops. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I got the call. And I'm just, and they're like, you know, hey, we don't know what you want to do. You know, if you want to bring some more clothes, he got some on him or whatever. And um, I was like, no, I'll just come get him or whatever. So that was kind of a jacked up deal because it's, uh, and he admitted that he did it because he was mad or whatever. So, yeah. So that was somewhat shocking. Now, when, I mean, you, get, when you get an initial call, I mean, I have no children, so I can't really relate too right? much to that. But is there a part of you that wants to just giggle a little bit when you hear something like that, or is it instantly, um, oh, no, I'm concerned? You know, I, uh, they, well, they left a message, first of all. It said something happened with Elijah, 
and uh, they want me to call him. Well, that is not the, a message you want to leave a no. parent just saying something happened. No, because you instantly panic then, don't you? Yeah, yeah why would anybody do do that? Like, just They're dumb. Yeah, because it could have been anything. Yeah, well, he's had stuff before with, uh, you know, uh, with his health and stuff like that. I mean, he could have had, like, even though he hadn't had one for two or three years, he could have had, like, a seizure or something. be something bad. But, you know, when you call and leave a message, uh, you need to say, work in there, you know, he's fine, he's not hurt or anything like that, but I need you to call me. No, you don't say. Don't panic, but can you just phone me when you get this message typed in? Right. Yeah, because, you know, I saw the first call, and I get, you know, weird calls um, because HVAC, there's been times when I've given people my number or whatever, and I'll get weird calls, and I don't always answer every call if I don't recognize the number. And um, so I didn't recognize the number, so I didn't answer it. Well, he called back and left a voicemail. So then I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, okay. But then I was somewhat troubled because I'm like, hey, you know, how about a little more detail? So I called back, and I got the story, you know, and uh, I was pretty mad. I went and picked him up or whatever, and I gave him like a stern talking to the whole way home. Uh, brought him in. They gave me his classwork and stuff, so he's been working on his classwork all day. But um, so, but we we uh, left. It was uh, I needed to go get some stuff done. I wanted to get him a haircut, and uh, and we'll get something to eat. So we go to Denny's. We roll up in there, and uh, my son decided he wanted like there's these a uh, big pancake that looks like a softball. They take this like strawberry uh, syrup stuff and like paint paint threads on it where it looks like a softball. He wants that, and it comes with like one piece of sausage. I tell the lady, I'm like, look, my son eats like a horse. I'm going to need some extra sausage. And I've mentioned before, he's a skinny kid, but he eats like ridiculous. So she's like, okay. So she comes back. She brings him four pieces of sausage with his, uh, with his deal. She's like, if you need some more, let me know. Well, before I can get about three bites down, he's already eaten this pancake and all the sausage. And I barely started my food. And he's just looking around, like, hoping the lady will come back. I'm like, kid grief, son. <laughs> so so then she comes back to fill our drinks up for the first time now, and she says his plate is completely clean. You want some more sausage? He's like, yes. She's like, what do you want, like, two more pieces? And he's like, no, four. Okay. So she brings back four pieces of sausage. He gobbles them up quickly. She comes back again, checks. All the food's gone. She's like, do you like grapes? And she just, her goal has become, she's like a grandmother. Her goal has become, can she fill my son up? Yeah. So she starts bringing him stuff that she doesn't even charge me for, just because she's like, she sees my hardship that I've got to feed this child, who apparently has a hollow leg, because everything he eats, just like, he just gobbles it down and smiles, ready for more. So she brings in a bunch of food that she didn't charge me for, and I'm excited about that. I left her like a 30-something percent tip. But, uh... Yeah, so then we came home and all that stuff, chilling out, and uh, he's back on the homework stuff. So it's been kind of a kind of a weird day, as far as that goes. Um, but uh, this week we're getting ready to leave the post office. I've got my stuff loaded up, and one of the ladies, um, she she gets a call and she's like, "Look, if anybody sees a Boston Terrier on your mail route, um, my sister-in-law has lost hers. And this is like a family pet sleeps in the bed with their child." All this stuff, you know, they everybody's upset. They're putting up posters. Folks are crying because this dog's missing. So I'm like, wow, okay. Well, I'm on the route. Now, I've mentioned the reeds before, okay, on a couple shows. These are like some really backwoods country people. So, and it's, uh, they've got a road named after them. So I head down this road, and I hit about the third mailbox. And I look, this is the same bunch that I told the story about, um, the guys that shot a deer and carried it in their house 
and cleaned it in their master bath, hanging they had like a deer hook hanging above their master bath. And the blood like there was a big blood ring around their master bath tub because that's where they cleaned their deer. Um, same family. Well, I drive up and a big Boston Terrier comes rolling out to the box. Apparently, they've stolen this woman's dog, and they let it out to go to the bathroom, and it came to the came down to the road, and I saw it and I gave him a call, or whatever. And she got there and it was her dog. Turns out they gave some story about how the dog jumped in the car with him or whatever, but they pretty much stole their dog because they when she first got there and talked to him, um, they said they didn't even have a Boston Terrier. And their neighbor is like there, and she's like, oh, yeah, you do. You've had it for two days or whatever. So their neighbor kind of sold them out. So they were trying to hide the fact that they had this dog. Yeah, what a piece of, of crap. Because, yeah. like, that that could be some little kid's dog, you know? Yeah, and it is, man. It was like, I mean, she like snows up their little daughter, snows up with this dog overnight. It's like a family member. That's I'm insane. Like, yeah, I'm not a huge dog person. I mean, I like them okay. We're talking about them a lot on the show because of, uh, you know, my brother's work and all that. But uh, but I was kind of ticked off or whatever. So I get them all hooked up. So then the lady that I work with calls me. She's like, uh, Julie said she owes you one. And I said, well, okay. And re- and the lady that I work with makes really good cakes. I said, well, if she owes me one, how about this? Tell her to get you to make me a cake. <laughs> and uh, she's like, okay, I can do that. I'm like, all right. Well, I'm figuring it's going to be a week or two. The next morning... Uh, the lady I work with brings in a big giant cake. Uh, it's like strawberry shortcake, like white icing, yellow cake on the inside. Got like a little uh, strawberry jam in between the two layers, um, or whatever that filling stuff is. And uh, on on top of it, a big giant A, which I would assume is for Anthony, but it could have been for Alabama. I don't know. But a, a big giant candy A on top that's like white chocolate. And I'm like, Wow. So, of course, I wouldn't share it with the people at work at all because I'm going to bring it home to my family and stuff my kids full of cake. But, uh, yeah, it was outstanding. That cake was number one. So, I mean, I was fired up about that. I got pretty much my my dog rescuer cake, and uh, it was a good day. So, But then on the same uh, road, on the same day, after I uh, passed that house, I get to uh, another one of the boxes where the reeds live, and instead of um, the the mailbox being on a post, there is a toothless woman standing at the road holding the mailbox with no post. <laughs> um, just to be clear, she is holding her mailbox, pretending to be uh, a post. And I start taking my phone out and take a picture, but I thought she might would get mad. Um, and she's just smiling, big as she can smile with no teeth. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? She's like... We were cutting down a tree, and it fell on the mailbox and broke the post. So we're going to fix it here in a little while, but I thought it would be funny if I just stood here and, and held the mailbox. I wonder how long she stood there. Well, she sees me uh, uh, on the other side going up the road, and then there's a loop, and I come back by. Oh, okay. After she saw me go by the first time. She ran out of her house, picked her mailbox up, and held it till I came to it. But she hadn't been there since, like, 7 o'clock in the morning or something. No, but that would really be good if I got in and she's, like, all sunburnt. <laughs> stuff because she'd been holding it all day but yeah and she's smiling i said well you're right that was funny so she's just smiling she's so proud of herself so i I hand her the mail and like stick it in the mailbox she's holding or whatever and drive off and i'm just like smiling because i mean i'm not sure that any you know we talked to the prophet 209 i'm not sure anybody has the ridiculous mail stories 
that I do. I don't think any place besides Alabama has stuff like that where it's like complete idiots out there. If they, if the people on my mail route listen to my podcast, they'd probably get mad because I make fun of them like every week. But I mean, that's pretty bizarre. I don't know. See, here in the UK, we just have letterboxes in our front doors. We don't have mailboxes, so there's no fun mail stories here whatsoever. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. That was you've, pretty weird. You've cornered the market, which is good. Outstanding. Um, now, uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar. Uh, I'm sure y'all are somewhat. Have you seen the videos? I talked about it on a show where I was with uh, Patriot 1030. I recorded last week. Have y'all seen any video from the new... Uh, the new Star Wars Connect game. <laughs> I oh, heard it on God. the Kevin Smith podcast, so I heard the audio, and I'm pretty horrified. Yeah, that is pretty. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about the dance. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you're going to have like Star Wars Connect game. Now that's got some potential, but then they put like a Dance Central, a Star Wars version of Dance Central in the game, and they take like all these pop songs and change the words to make them. Uh, referential to the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah, and, there's uh, one on Han Solo, wasn't it? Oh, like, that's yeah. a bad one. That's horrible. Yeah, I posted some of them on Facebook. Uh, Anthony Alex on Facebook. Um, and, I've, and I've heard that's the most like uh, workable. Like it, you know, that's the only part of the game that actually really works well. Really? Ugh. Well, I've uh, Bob, sort of my friend and co-host. He's got Star Wars Connect, and it. It looks okay. I was watching him playing the campaign, and you'll do these front kicks, but I never once saw the character on screen do a kick. But he claims that you can kick, and it works, but I never saw it work. It just didn't seem to. But it just seems a little bit stuttery, but uh, one day I'll have to go up with a video camera and get him to do the dancing sequence, I think. That'll, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That'd be number one. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, I, I don't know. I was stunned by that. Whenever I, if you, you check it out, if you haven't seen it, go like Star Wars Connect dancing or something on YouTube. Well, it's not as not near as bad as I thought it would be. The uh, scores it has a has a fifty six, which is pretty mixed. I mean, thirteen positive, fourteen negative. Uh, it's got like a seven and an eighty, but it doesn't go much farther from that. But uh, I hadn't seen any reviews for it until now. I just heard from people playing at different, uh, like, you know, E3 and PAX and all that, that it wasn't really that playable. There was a, a Rancor section where you you play as a Rancor beating up, like, uh, you know, beating down walls and, you know, grabbing uh, stormtroopers and all that. And I watched somebody playing it, and it just was not responsive at all. Like he just—that's not good. Yeah, he'd move to the left, and the thing would like move his arms up, and then you know it just would not do anything that he had—he uh, was trying to control it to do. That's that's ridiculous. I, I mean, I expect it to be a little junky, but then whenever I see uh, see it, one section, um, the uh, first of all, you got on the on is it is it Bespin? Is that where uh, Lando lives? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. They're, they're up there, and you know that the one guy, Lando's kind of right-hand man, the kind of cyborg-looking guy. He's got like the little, yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's the DJ, and he's <laughs> back there. He's got both his hands in the air, and he's slim to the left, slim to the right, <laughs> and he's shaking it, you know, shaking what his mama gave him. And uh, he's out there getting down. He's looks like he's back there scratching records. And then as he does that, uh, Han comes out. And just start straight up dancing, and I don't even remember the song, 
but it's something where, that they've changed the words to to fit into the Star Wars universe. And he's just getting down. And Han Solo's never moved like that. Harrison Ford has never moved like that. He's just getting down. And then, and then it's like a dance battle. Because after his turn's over, then Lando comes walking down these steps with his cape on, and he takes to the dance floor, and they're having like a dance-off. <laughs> so I would have thought Greedo danced first. No, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, uh, then there's another scene where uh, this Twilight comes out and dances. And, and I remember the song name on it. If you're familiar with the uh, No Doubt song, uh, Holla Back Girl. Oh okay. God, no! This one, this one, she's dancing to Hologram Girl. Yeah. So it's ain't no Hologram Girl. The Twilight dances for a while, and when she gets done, Jabba's like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> and then Leia uh, reaches up, just merely unhooks her chain from her neck, because all it is is just a little spring-loaded chain. Apparently, she could have left at any time, and then she gets out like she's in a dance contest, and she goes and. uh Tries to outdance the Twilight in her a little um, <laughs> copper bikini or whatever. That's so, insane. Now, now the pod racing section of it that was really interesting to me. I didn't see any gameplay of it, but I mean, I mean, I've seen gameplay. I didn't see how it actually works with the Connect, but like, I, it just really makes me just want a new pod racing game. I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Yeah, one that actually used buttons. Yeah, because the uh, the N sixty four one was really good, and the sequel to that was pretty decent. I just want a new one of those. Like, I don't know. I want some yeah. decent games like Rogue Squadron and Tie Fighter and X Wing and all yeah, these other what's ones. Where, where have to, they gone? Yeah, what's happened to stores? Really, we've had you know the Kinect game and two Force Unleashed games, and then the Old Republic, and that's yeah. it for this generation. Unless I'm yeah. missing something. Um, now, I mean, you got the Lego ones. Yeah, the Lego ones, yeah. That don't really count. My son loves those. Um, now, I remember seeing video for, uh, what, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 3. And, uh, you know, it never came out or whatever. It was, uh, canceled. But the video, if you look up the video for Star Wars Battlefront 3, it's stinking amazing, the stuff. I mean, you're, you're like flying like an X-Wing or something. And then you kind of crash it into one of the hangar bays on the Death Star. And you go straight from, like, flying, a flying mechanic to crashing to jumping straight out and start hand-to-hand fighting. And it was all so smooth. There wasn't any, like, stop and load, and now you're in a first-person perspective. It was like you're crashing, and then the camera doesn't even change. And all of a sudden, you flip out, and you're fighting. Did you see the one where he um, he flies from the uh, from the planet out of the atmosphere onto the, uh, to yeah. the ship? Yeah, that's yeah. And there's like no loading or anything. It was all just smooth. Yeah, it was so tight. And then there was stuff on there that showed uh, concept art where they had like um, like if Luke went to the dark side and Obi Wan went to the dark side, it showed like um, their bodies how they would be like somewhat disfigured from turning to the dark side. Like their skin's more pale and kind of blue veins. Their clothes are kind of tattered and their eyes look weird. And that was just some cool stuff. Like it had some alternate reality stuff possibly in the game for characters. So I, I thought that was super tight. But I don't know if that'll ever come about, but wow. That was pretty neat. Um, also, uh, let's see. I don't know if y'all have heard about this situation, but for some reason, I guess maybe just because everybody uses it, but there are some um, people that are stealing uh, Tide laundry detergent, stealing that stuff 
to use uh, in the drug trade. And not not as you would expect, not like they're using it to um, to make drugs, but they're using it like as currency. So that's pretty weird. Like a dude got in trouble for stealing like $20,000 worth of liquid Tide over the course of a few months. And, um, and it turns out, you know, when he came clean, that's what it was about, is they were using Tide uh, because instead of having to have like cash or whatever, they'd steal Tide and use it to trade for drugs. Did you say that Why? on purpose like, when he came clean? <laughs> was, that, was that on purpose or was that, that just an was accidental? Not, that, that was not. That doesn't work out well. I mean, what would they have to gain other than clean laundry? Like, I don't. Uh, I mean, the the deal is 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 I, I figure it's just because that's something everybody uses is like clothes detergent. Yeah. So you know the same way they use like cigarettes or something in jail for uh, for a currency, they've decided that Tide needs to be uh, something some people use so much they use it for. Plus, it doesn't have like any serial numbers on it. You know, there's really no way to trace it. It's just in like plain jugs, and you can just take it and swap it in and out or whatever. What's next? Tampons. You know, half the population <laughs> uses those. They've no serial numbers. Sure. This currency thing could get out of hand, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, part of the deal is, you know, that the Tide stuff will go for like ten to twenty dollars a jug. So, you know, then they then they sell it for like five to ten, like on the black market. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Uh, this guy was um, in West Palm, Minnesota, fifty-two years old, stole twenty-five thousand dollars worth of Tide from Walmart. I think he's just laundering money. That's what I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> too many, uh, too many laundry puns in this story already. <laughs> mine was completely unintentional to come clean. Yeah, but, no, mine were on purpose. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so there's that. Um, and then I ran across this video of this guy uh, that he doesn't use scissors to cut hair. It's this old biker-looking dude. This guy uses fire to <laughs> cut hair. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's a 64-year-old shop owner, and this is supposed to be like an old-school way of uh, of doing stuff. Um, but w- what it is is they, like, take it, and uh, I think it's called Mokina or something, M-O-K-E-N-A. But what he does is the same. He lights this little thing. has, like, a little flame on the end. And, uh, and then he, like, brushes the hair, holds it up with his fingers, and instead of, uh, and maybe I think his hand is wet, so like when the flame gets to his, it goes out. But he uh, he holds the hair up, and then where he would normally cut with the scissors, he runs a flame across it, and it burns the hair down to his fingers. And um, and the deal is, apparently, you know, when you cut your hair, it makes stuff kind of like jagged or whatever. Apparently, it's like really good for your hair to have it cut this way because it like burns the tips, like cauterizes the tips of the hair. Or something. I bet you ten boxes of washing powder. He doesn't trim his pubic hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good grief! I don't know. It's kind of scary. I mean, to watch this old dude do it, and I don't know. It just seems like too much could go wrong there. I don't know that. It's uh, they also call it the singe haircut, where you burn it instead of cutting it. Do you think there's a future there if you could open up like a hair salon or something? I don't think you would end up with that many customers, though, would you? Really? But you never know. I don't know. It would have to be super, super niche, like, hey, a uh, bunch of weird people just doing it kind of as a lark. I don't think it would be a common thing. No. I, I don't know. Troublesome. Crazy. The world's mad. 
You were talking about um, uh, that that cabin movie. Stuart, have you ever heard of a movie called Tucker and Dale versus Evil? I've, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I've heard you, of it, but I watched it. You familiar with the uh, uh, with the storyline? Not so much, no. Um, well, you know, it's got uh, Wash from uh, Firefly. He's one of them. I don't know if he's Tucker or Dale. Yeah. I saw, like, on um, some geek website probably a year or two ago. Um, and what the deal is, is it's like these two old redneck guys, they're out in the woods, okay? And this is like every every weird, like, teen horror movie you've ever seen. All these teenagers are going out to the woods, and they're like... Uh, you know, hey, we're going to camp out here or whatever. Then things start getting scary. But what it is, it's kind of like a comedy because these teenagers are hanging out together and they keep seeing things that Tucker and Dale are doing that they think Tucker and Dale are like crazy psychopaths, but they're really just like a couple of redneck guys. But the kids keep getting scared and doing crazy things and uh, end up getting killed over and over again. And so then the the kids start finding their friends dead and they think it's for sure these two redneck guys that are doing it. So the whole thing's like a complete misunderstanding. Like one kid's running, sees them in the woods doing something, like chopping wood. Then they get scared, take off running, and run headfirst into a wood chipper. And they're they're like killed, there's blood everywhere. And then the friends come and see it, and they're convinced that Tucker and Dale are killing uh, killing all their friends. So I I don't know. I think that that is uh, that's probably gonna be like on my list. Because that seems like it'd be stinking hilarious. It's almost like a uh, uh, one of like the epic movie or something kind of horror movies, you know, or whatever, or scary movie type horror movies where it's kind of a joke. But um, I don't know. I think it's worth checking out. Plus, it's got Wash, and Wash is awesome. I think I might stick it on my list as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, yeah, I'll be jumping on that probably. Um, uh, Canadian pennies to be removed from circulation. Canada will withdraw the penny from circulation this year because it costs more to produce than its face value. So I've been pro this for a long time. They said it's going to save the Canadian government about $11 million a year by getting rid of the one-cent uh, denomination. Yeah. Because then I mean, they'll, just, they'll put the prices up then to, you know, from $0.99 cents to a dollar. But Sure. Up. I'm for that because yeah. pennies are a pain. I wish uh, I wish the U.S. would do that. I mean, that's uh, I don't know. That's ridiculous, and and I'm for it. But what would you what would they do if uh, I, I don't know what would they do if you had like pennies left over without the you know the having the actual pennies there? Like, would they just put it on like your bank account or um, everything would just uh, round up to the nearest five? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's like. Um, you know, if you bought something or whatever, they would make, you know, you buy it in uh, where it would normally have been like 981. Now it's 980, or instead of 983, it'd be 985. So they just get rid of the those increments. So I don't know. I've heard people mention that like years before, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, we used to have the half penny over here in the UK when I was really? a kid, and then they eventually just got rid of that thing, but nobody really bothered. So I think you should do the same with the one penny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand the monetary system in the UK. I mean, what what are your, your increments like it's, from... Uh, it's very similar. I mean, we don't have quarters and stuff. We have one pence, two pence, five pence, ten, 
20, 50, and a pound. And then we've, they're all the coins. And then with the notes, we've got uh, five pounds, ten pounds, twenty pounds, and fifty. So you don't have a one pound note? No, they do in Scotland. Um, they still do up there, but no, they phased it out in England several years ago. So the one one pound is just a coin. It's a little gold coin. Yep. Ah, okay. That's pretty weird. So what's the largest denomination bill? The largest bill that they they actually make is a hundred pound note, but you very very rarely see them. Um, you certainly really? don't get them in shops or anything like that. So you very wow. rarely see a fifty. Really? Because mm. I mean, a uh, hundred. You know, I I frequently, usually when I get paid, work with my dad. I usually have uh, you know a few hundred pound, uh, yeah, a few hundred dollar uh, bills. You know, yeah. it's fairly common for for a hundred around here. I don't, I don't know. I guess it is worth like twice as much over there. I mean, uh, if you go into a bank and whatever amount of money you want to take out, I mean, the largest amount I've ever taken out was 18000 because I was about partial payment for a house. And the bank will give you that in 20s. So they don't even dish it out in 50s. Good grief. So it's a little little bag of money. (laughs) That's a lot. I mean, especially the... uh, Y'all have more coins, it sounds like, than we do as far as increments less than a pound. Yeah. Or whatever. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, please handcuff Georgia kindergartner for tantrum. Uh, this kind of goes back to my son's deal. Um, apparently, uh, this this little kindergartner threw a tantrum, and uh, of course his his parents are suing the uh, the school now because uh, well, it was actually a little girl. She is six years old. She got in trouble, and she just started throwing stuff in the principal's office. Um, she. Uh, Looks like threw a printer, hit the principal in the leg, a uh, paper shredder, broke a glass frame. So after all that, I mean, I don't feel quite as bad as, as my son taking a leak in the floor of the principal's oh. office whenever this little girl was straight up busting the joint. I mean, what's your solution to that? If you've got a child, if you're a teacher Oof. and they're throwing things, I mean, that, if that kid picks up a pair of scissors or something, somebody could get really hurt. How do you restrain a child who's literally throwing things at another human being? I don't have a problem with, uh, as a restraint tool, for them to use handcuffs. Or what are you going to do? If you're not using handcuffs, then somebody's going to just like sit on the kid and hold their hands? Yep. I think handcuffs isn't a bad idea. I mean, okay. you put, put them on there, the kid can't do anything, and she can sit there with her handcuffs on until she calms down. Yeah, I'm what their that. parents don't realize I, uh, is a child could hurt themselves as well, so... Yeah, I remember back in third grade, um, there was this kid, and he had a insane temper. Um, he would get, just get mad over nothing. He, um, one time we were in class, I can't remember what started it, but he just got mad to the point where he just started. He he threw his desk over. He uh, he cussed at the teacher. He flipped her off, and um, you know it was just over nothing. I can't remember, and I for some reason I still have the memory that he said it was earlier that day. He said it was his birthday or something like that. So on his birthday, he decides to flip out, <clears throat> and he's throwing those books on the ground and all that. And then he uh, he you know he turned around before he walked out the door. We were in like these little, you know, they had the main school, but the third and fourth grade was out in these trailers. That I don't know why they did that because they had plenty of room there and the place would be covered in ants. But anyway, um, he turned around, told told everybody he hated them, and slammed the door. 
and we could see him we could see him run on the way out there was a window see him run down the uh, down the uh, the sidewalk the teacher was in shock and just kicking everything over kicked the you know kicked over the uh, like the little posts that were out there with the little bumblebees on it and you know stuff like that like I somebody should have handcuffed that kid because then after that uh, my my aunt was a uh, secretary there, so I had to go into that office, and he was still sitting there, and he had he had knocked over the bench that you know all the kids that are in trouble sit on. And he you know broke one of the glasses, like the the mirror, uh, not mirror, but a, a picture, and uh, it was just insane. If they just had him restrained at some point, because like you know there was nothing they could really do. They didn't you know. And wow. for kids like that, you have to restrain them. You have to do something because, but because he was in third grade and everything, you can't really get the. I don't know. I guess they thought they didn't really want to get the cops involved or something. But like he did some damage. That's um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And uh, wow. you know, and at that age, they don't care. You know. So. Nah, nah. But I mean, the the deal is, is you know, everybody's like, oh, I can't believe you'd handcuff this kid. Yeah. That was probably in the kid's best interest because, like you said, yeah. Stuart, she could have easily um, uh, hurt herself or somebody else or whatever, any number of things. So, so I don't know. Agreed. I'm I'm pro that anyway. Get stun guns. I don't know. Would that be frowned upon? <laughs> you think? Taser that would be frowned upon. Because yeah, that would be a little over the line, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ended up killing somebody. Like, uh, uh. Um, now, uh, of course, you got adults acting crazy somewhat. Uh, NFL is forcing unruly fans to see a shrink. Apparently, um, unruly fans booted from stadiums this year will be required to pass a code of conduct exam, or they won't be allowed back in for another game. So, what they're doing is, uh, if you get thrown out of a game for acting crazy. Uh, NFL game this year, you'll have to go see a licensed therapist for some uh, some anger management and maybe some uh, some crazy time uh, with the uh, with a psychologist. Um, uh, requirements will vary depending on the stadium, but most of the time the stadium louts will have to pass a test before being allowed back in. Um, the classes are in an effort to stem the rising tide of ugly stadium behavior that has included everything from bare knuckle brawls. To lewd Jets fans who screamed obscenities at women until they exposed their breasts in a rude Gate D tradition at the old Giant Stadium. So apparently at Gate D at the Giant Stadium in New York, the guys stand there and scream obscenities at women until they flash them, and then they let them go. Do the women actually flash then? I believe so. Yeah, it's like a tradition. Is it? If the women didn't do it, then uh, the guys maybe wouldn't shout it. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. It's yeah. kind of a, a, a two way deal on that. I mean, if the women just completely shut it down, then maybe the guys, you know, I don't know. But I mean, I can understand if you're a dude and maybe you don't normally yell and cuss at people, but you know that if you yell and cuss at people by gate D, you're gonna get flashed. Yeah. Maybe you act a little crazier than what you are. I don't know. I might try it at work tomorrow just to see. Sure, Probably not with some granny coming up to the counter or, <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. But uh, just scream and yell. Let's see what you got, honey. Come on. You're a register four. We need you to show what your mama gave you. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's a fine idea. Like, you know, all these all these people at these sporting events acting like a fool and everything and causing these riots and stuff. They need some mental help. 
for anybody yeah. to get that insane over a game or you know act like a you know five year old. Yeah, the fights and stuff. I mean, that, all that's just really ridiculous. Just because yeah. somebody's wearing different colors than you are and they like a different team, you're going to act crazy. I don't know. Um, a uh, northern Illinois man has been sentenced to 12 years in prison after burning a toddler by using her back to iron one of his work shirts. What? Uh, 43-year-old Elliot Moore pleaded guilty on Wednesday uh, to aggravated child battery. Uh, apparently on February 5th, 2010... Uh, he had an 18-month-old child who had a large open burn on the middle of her back. Uh, they found out that, uh, and he admitted to it, that he needed to uh, iron one of his work shirts and was having difficulty um, with the child sitting in his lap while he was doing it. So he put the kid down and laid the uh, laid the, uh, shirt on her and ironed the shirt on her back. How do these people make it through life that far? Uh, I don't know. Somebody <laughs> should have like already bumped this guy off, knocked him out of the gene pool. Yeah, I want to yeah. know who who showed him how to switch the iron on. Yeah, you know. It's, I mean, it's good bonkers. grief! That's that's re- retarded. I don't know. It's uh, here's another genius. A uh, naked 41 year old Iowa man told deputies he'd been forced by four men to handle a nuclear bomb at his home <laughs> in Iowa City. Um. Police were dispatched to the area at 3.30 on Monday. They found William Bliss naked and showing signs that he'd been drinking. He told them he was forced to handle the bomb at his home nearby. Uh, so, so there you go. If his name was Jack Bauer, then possibly. But Yeah, it could have been the case. He's trying to defuse a bomb at the last minute, and they, they took his clothes. Now, now, before you continue, please tell me you're getting to the Tupac hologram. You know, I've seen, like, a couple things that people have mentioned the Tupac hologram, but I really don't know anything about it. So why don't you tell us about the Tupac hologram? Uh, well, uh, at a, uh, I don't really know anything about the, uh, the, the musical festival they had. It was like Coachella or something. They had a, I guess a surprise, uh, appearance by Tupac and, uh, <laughs> him and, uh, Snoop Dogg. Like it was, I, I can explain right now how, how it works. I, I was, I looked this up because I knew I wanted to talk about this. Uh, right. They somehow got like a Star Wars style, you know, like it had the blue hue to it oh, yeah. and everything. Like it was sure. amazing. Um, they take, a, from what I can tell right here, they take a projector, they uh, they use a projector and uh, shoot it onto a reflective surface, which goes onto a, it says a transparent foil. And then uh, it says the images were reflected onto the transparent screen, which is angled such that the audience sees Tupac, but not the foil. And uh, right wow. behind that transparent foil, I didn't know this. I thought they were like side by side, but uh, behind that was Snoop Dogg. So, Dude, I'm I'm looking pictures of this, and it looks like Snoop uh, Snoop's trying to hand Tupac a blunt. At, at yep. one point, yeah, that looks pretty good, dude. It, it's amazing because, like, you know, you think with me telling you this, it'd be like some CG animated thing, but they took his actual image, just an actual, like, just. I, I'm more interested in how they took his image from like a whatever, like a old probably appearance. a live concert. Yeah, 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 but I mean, like, taking it from the, like, erasing all the background to it, and yeah. like, just like getting his movement in there, and you know, all that stuff. And uh, have you seen the actual video? No, but I'll be oh, looking wow. at it. Wow, that's get yeah. That's that is probably, like I couldn't that's believe. That's probably going to be that's probably going to be the album art for this show. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it, and it, 
at the, when he first showed it up, I was just like amazed. But and it was cool. Like if it ended there, like I, I said, that would have that would have been pretty cool. But the fact then they brought out Snoop Dogg and they started singing uh, or rapping. Uh, you, you guys ever heard of the song "America's Most Wanted"? Uh, I, I don't remember. Maybe him and uh, him and Snoop Dogg start, and he's interacting with Tupac like he's there. And like they're kind of, it's almost like he's acknowledging him and all that. And like you know, uh, wow. obviously he's just like I guess mimicking whatever he did back when he did that concert. But it's him dancing there with a with a ghost, pretty much. And that that's kind of the part that had me a little bit. I felt a little weird because just like I don't know. I, I, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, they they interviewed his uh, Tupac's mother, and she approved everything. They even want to take the uh, the hologram out on tour. So, wow. but but I mean, think of the possibilities of it, though. Elvis, that's sure, been, that's been done in the UK. They had Elvis hologram concerts a few really? years ago. I didn't yeah, know this. Yeah, they I had them. This the first. No, it's that's... been done. Now in the uh, in the uh, in Japan, I, we I don't know if we had a story on it. I remember at one time. I at least had it on an outline, but uh, Hatsune Miku is a uh, an anime um, uh, recording artist in uh, in Japan, and she plays to sold out concerts. And it's obviously she's like a cartoon anime, but I mean you got they're selling out stadiums, and they're um, they're just like showing her up on this stage like giant, and everybody's going crazy. And they've uh, they I guess write music specifically for her to perform or whatever they record it and play it on there and people just go crazy. In the yeah, UK I, there's a group called Gorillas uh, ends in a Z and they're actual singers but when they're on tour they're holograms. So you will go to a concert arena and you'll be watching holograms performing songs while the actual group are behind the screen and you don't even see them. Wow. That's insane. And th- think about this though like well, I mean, I guess it's already true. Well, I mean, the band plays in the background, but I was thinking that, you know, with this technology, I could see it, it may not it may not be successful and it may not work, and people may not pay for it. But I see some bands just using the holograms, and because touring is so tough on them, from what I've heard, that they'll just use the holograms instead of just going on tours themselves. Wow, that's what Does I was that mean thinking. We can- that'll. Does that mean we can go and watch a Britney hologram miming? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that being the case, they could do multiple dates in one night in like all yeah. different cities. You can make yeah. way, more, way more money doing that. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. But the um, thing is, will, would you pay for it? I, I mean, I, I think I would pay for a Tupac hologram or, you know, uh, or like an Elvis hologram. But would yeah. you pay to see a, a, an existing band no, as a hologram? No, I wouldn't. Because I'd feel like I was being cheated. If yeah. they're dead, you can't help it. But if it's somebody that just wants to like stay home and have a hologram of themselves, then I ain't with that. I think yeah. it depends on the ticket price. I would pay maybe two or three boxes of washing powder for that, but I wouldn't <laughs> pay ten. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. That, that's a weird thing. Um, uh, let's see. Arizona man survives after impaling himself through the head on a pool fence. So it, it looks like this guy decided he's going to break into this apartment complex, jump this fence, and this is one of those like wrought iron fence with the big spikes on top. He's in his early twenties, Mesa, Arizona. He decides, hey, I'm going to jump over here and I'm going to go swimming. Well, he gets gets up there, and I don't know if it's on his way in or on his way out, 
But at some point, his like foot slipped. He tried to jump up. His foot slipped, came down on it, and uh, these big spikes jabbed him through uh, through his head. And he yeah. was just laying there uh, screaming. So uh, his feet were on the ground, but he, but the entire tip and three of the four side barbs were stuck in his neck and jaw. Oh, God. He's spitting up blood. Uh, this is the, the get off my planet gross moment. Um, he's spitting up blood. Uh, and you could see his knees were giving out. So a woman uh, came, she called 911 and kind of helped support his weight until they came there and were able to uh, cut him loose. So he definitely got the point, didn't he? Right. If it's got spikes <laughs> on it, don't climb over it. That's, that's no. what they teach you in kindergarten. If it's sharp, don't. That's yeah. insane, though. That's like, why they put those up there so you don't <laughs> climb over them. Yep. Yeah. That's got to be a horrible way to go, though. Yeah, I mean, he actually I'm, made yeah. it, but, but yeah, but I, I mean, mean yeah, that's where Dracula got there, his though. name. Vlad yeah. the Impaler. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, um, now this is an outstanding story here. Stuart, you may have this power. I don't know. California woman who survived a 350-foot fall claimed she used telepathy to alert her husband. A uh, California woman, uh, she went down a mountainside in her pickup. And uh, she used telepathy to alert her husband that she needed help. 56-year-old Tracy Granger, uh, she, she's in her 99 white Ford Ranger, went down a hill. She stuck 350 feet down, and she sat down and used her mind power to say, uh, Lee, I'm overdue. Something has happened. Figure it out. So she used her Obi-Wan Kenobi skills to call her husband. So... Right. Yeah, and apparently he found her, and she's rescued, and that's some weirdness. Good point. Can you do that, Jaybird? Can you use your no. mind power to... No, okay. no. I, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, how... Uh, the guy, I mean, she, he just... Where was he? Where was he at? Well, it doesn't give the details, but from, from what I read, it looks like uh, maybe... It, she's on like a typical route that she normally takes. Yeah. He he realizes that she should have been home, and he's drawn to go out and look for her. And I guess he's uh, I don't know if there was like a busted out, um, you know, side embankment, like a railing or something that he noticed, or if she just went way down and he just happened to to drive by slow until he saw her. I don't know. Or maybe she's really got mind powers, and she just went, he went straight to her. Maybe anything's possible. I don't, you know, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, another spectacular event: New Jersey man survives shooting a four-inch nail into his heart. Um, he's uh, lucky to be alive. Fifty-two-year-old Dennis. I can't believe this guy's name is really Dennis Hennis. Okay. <laughs> D-E-N-N-I-S, and then the last name, H-E-N-N-I-S. If you're a parent and you name your kid Dennis Hennis, you're an idiot. Come on. Um, He's working on his neighbor's roof when his nail gun jammed. Of course, as idiots do, you turn the nail gun towards your body and start jacking around with it to try to get the the nail loose. (laughs) Uh, This guy, another one, lucky to be alive. I mean... If I'm working on something like that, I never point anything like that at anything that that a nail would hurt. You know, you just, you turn it towards your body, and he probably stuck his eye up to it and just started yanking around, pulling the trigger, trying to get uh get it to go, wouldn't go, and finally he holds it down and goes right through his chest and hit the right side of his heart. I think he got sick of his name. 
Yeah, this was actually an attempt to kill himself yeah. after he had to cash a paycheck that said Dennis Hennis on it, and he decided he just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so, good grief. I don't know. Um, now, uh, I've got two two more stories here that are kind of weird. One, uh, Wisconsin town plagued by mysterious booming noise. Uh, apparently, uh, in this small Wisconsin town, these people would just like to have some peace and quiet. They thought it was distant thunder or fireworks or somebody slamming a heavy door over and over again or whatever, but they pretty much don't know what it is. Um, it's a Tupac they, uh, hologram. That's it, what it is. is. It is <laughs> it's Tupac's base, hologram <laughs> Tupac's base in his, uh, in his 6'4". Um, apparently, city officials have uh, investigated every possible human cause. They've checked water, sewer, gas lines, Contacted the military about any exercises in the area, uh, tested for methane levels, everything they can do. But uh, apparently nobody has been able to figure it out yet. It sounds like a nail gun. Yeah, That's it sounds possible. like Dennis Ennis' nail gun, shooting <laughs> over and over again. Um, <laughs> the deal is about 300 people uh, attended a public meeting, and they're, they're like having meetings about this. Can we get this noise to go away? Nobody can figure out what it is. It's kind of scary. It's probably going to be on the next episode of Fringe. I don't know. But, uh, uh, UFOs. Got to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but that'd be scary. If you're um, if you're just like out there chilling, and every night you hear this booming sound. So, uh, I don't know. Some people think that's what it is, that it's aliens. But uh, they're to the point everybody just wants it to stop because it's kind of freaking everybody out. Yeah. I mean, what would you do if, if all of a sudden in your neighborhood... Every night, there's like a recurring booming noise that you can't uh, identify. No, I'd be getting recording devices out. I'd be trying to track that sucker down, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's creepy. What you know, in fact, I, um, I, went, I went back to Walmart and saw that guy, and uh, he was off work. And it's not really that, you know, interesting, but he, uh, he looked at me. And, you know, like, for some reason, I just said, you know, just said hey to him, like, hey, how you doing? He said... I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people and, talking yeah. on Twitter about that story, yeah. about that that guy and how uh, how the guy had like a fetish for spanking young boys or something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll do, do me a favor real quick. Let me drop out and come back in. Quick. Okay. All right. The, let's see. The Witcher 2, if you've bought any copies of The Witcher 2, uh, GOG is giving away backup copies, and I don't really understand why they're doing this, unless they're just trying to pad their numbers. But if you um, if you can supply GOG.com, it's good old games. Supply them with a receipt showing that you purchased The Witcher 2. They're giving you a backup copy. So that seems kind of weird. It does, doesn't but, it? Yeah. The only thing I figure is if you've already got a copy and they're giving you a backup copy, is they're trying to pad their their numbers. It's the only thing that makes sense. Why would you want a second copy of the same game you got? Yeah, you wouldn't it, keep it. You'd give it to somebody else. Wouldn't yeah, you? it's like you're, they're trying to get you to give it to somebody else almost. Yeah, but I I don't know. That's a weird deal. But I'm I'm gonna apply for it, you know, and get a backup copy, and I may just give it to some. I've already given one extra copy away, but and there's a new humble bundle out. Another one is there? Yeah. <laughs> Fadio sent me a, a Twitter message saying that uh, that he's um, not going to be listening to the show for a little while till he finishes Mass Effect 3 because he's afraid we'll talk about it. 
<laughs> and yeah. I told him, I said, I'm, I'm not really talking about it much. You know, everybody else is doing that. And, um, and I, and I said, but now that I know that you are uh, not going to be listening for a week or two, he said, he's still going to download it, but he's going to, uh, catch up in a week or two. Um, I said, now that I know you're not going to be listening, I'll be able to make fun of you. So he responds just a little while ago. You can, but we both know that when you do it, you sound like a bitter ex-girlfriend and everyone <laughs> can hear how much you love me. So, uh, <laughs> so there you go. I don't know. Let's see, Sherry sent like a ton of, she's listening to Bubba's An Ordinary Day album, which anybody, uh, I may put this in the show. I don't know. But uh, anybody that's interested, you know, Bubba did do a CD um, called An Ordinary Day. He's got some other stuff, but this is the biggest one he did. It's got a lot of good music on it, so uh, hit us up on like iTunes or email or something if you'd like one. I think he sells them for 10 bucks. Cool. Now, I don't know how common a deal this is in the U.K., but I guess everybody over there, it's a common practice for folks to just like shake hands, right? Just like normal handshake type stuff? Yep. Okay. Well... I don't know if you've ever run across this. Some dude stopped me on the mail route wanting directions. I gave him directions. And, uh, of course, we can't tell him exactly where anybody lives. But we can, like, tell him where a street or something is. And, you know, he wanted to shake my hand. And I don't know if you've ever had this happen when you go to shake somebody's hand and somebody either is, like, super aggressive, like they grab it and squeeze your hand really hard. And I'm a big guy. Yeah, yeah. But they act like they're trying to, like, squeeze your hand hard to, like, let you know how strong they are. Yep. Something. And, you know, I don't give, like, a weak fish handshake, but I also don't do, like... But I, I noticed when the guy grabbed my hand, you know, and it makes you want to immediately try to grab harder. It's like some kind of weird contest. Yep. He did that to me and just started squeezing my hand really hard. And it was... Have you ever experienced that? I've experienced that in sort of job interview situations or when businessmen come in and, you know, when I used to work in the glass towers and stuff like that, you'd get them coming in trying to show off and stuff. And you don't yeah. need to try and break somebody's wrist to... You know, show that you're a manager or something like that, but it just makes you want to twist the wrist and get one on the floor. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like a common thing. I can feel it if I shake somebody's hand and they give me like, but they don't squeeze back. They just give me like a dead fish handshake, and that's kind of weird. But then on the other hand, you know, this guy instead of shaking my hand, he just like grips it really tight. You know, I don't know. It was kind of weird. So I was just like, all right, buddy. Well, whatever. People are weird. Yeah, people are weird. Um, also, um, uh, when I was sending a text, there was a uh, there's a girl that hasn't been in the post office that long, um, and she was running a route that she's not familiar with. Well, I sent her a text after I got on the road. I'm like, look, you know, if you need any help or have any questions on that route, because I've ran that route some, you know, just send me a message. And she's like, okay, you know, that'll be fine. If I have any trouble, I'll send you a text. I'm like, okay. Well, then I type in. I mean to type in, okay, good luck, but I accidentally, because if you look on my phone, I is right next to the U on my phone. So where I'm trying to type uh, good luck, I accidentally typed good lick. Brilliant. And, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Did she reply, I, mean, I am? <laughs> <laughs> now, she didn't, she didn't respond, but I was somewhat troubled. I was like, well, hopefully she realizes those buttons are right beside one another on my phone. Uh, I don't know. She may just. She was real smiling a lot that afternoon when I saw her. So I, hopefully she didn't get the wrong idea. But and then uh, the last, <laughs> the last uh, story I got. And this is really not very much of a story. But um, what happened is uh, I had this big like. It's like pictures. They're like 
I don't know, bigger than like a, than, than the size of a sheet of paper, but I was supposed, it wouldn't fit in their mailbox. It was like a stack of pictures coming from somewhere. And I couldn't tell the company. It was something weird. So I pull up and they won't fit in the mailbox. I need to hand deliver it to somebody. I pull up and there's dogs on their yard. I'm like, well, I'm not delivering to like a herd of dogs growling and stuff in their front yard. So I honk the horn a few times. Nobody comes out. And uh, so I decided I'm going to just leave. I start backing out. And this is 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, after lunch. Well, as I back out, nobody's in the house. But as I back out, I see there's like this junky RV sitting in the yard. Like, not even like an RV that you drive, but it's like you hook it up to a trailer yeah. or whatever in the back. <laughs> and um, so I, uh, he, this dude comes running out of that RV trying to get his shirt on. And he's a creepy little dude, like a bald head. He looks like some weird pedophile guy. And he doesn't have any teeth, and he's all creepy looking. He's running out to my Jeep. And I'm like, okay, here we go. So the dude gets out there, and uh, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, you know, i got a package here for you. He's like, okay. And he looks at it, and he sees it says photos. And he gets this creepy look on his face. He says, oh, I know what this is. But he doesn't volunteer what it is, and I'm not going to ask him. So I was really skeeved out because I don't know if I just delivered a bunch of creepy photos you to this well guy or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so I, that may have been the case, but I was I was kind of skeeved out. That's the thing. I suppose being a mailman or whatever, you've got to stem your uh, curiosity, haven't you, for a lot of the packages and stuff. Do you find you're always curious about what's in them, or do you just does it phase from, you out from time to time? If it's something weird, like whenever I deliver stuff that is um, from like another country. Or whatever, a lot of times I wonder what it is. Yeah. You know, I ordered some jerseys a while back that uh, Vlad's Hammer, um, shout out to Vlad's, he uh, he sent me the link on, like, football jerseys and stuff of all different kinds or whatever. Ordered some stuff from there, and it came in a big box from, uh, uh, from like, China. You know, and when I get stuff, sometimes it'll be, like, some little package coming from, like, India or the Philippines or whatever. And a lot of times I'll just wonder, what is that? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't let it bother me too much because, you know, I mean, there was a situation to where the, the lady that made the cake, she um, she found out later that she picked up a package from this guy on the route. and She brought it in, sent it through the mail and everything. Well, she did that, and then she was approached later, and they told her that the package that she had picked up was a bomb. And it was early in the route, and she had carried a bomb around in her mail jeep all day long. Um, and, you know, brought it in and put it, sent it out with the truck and all that, and it was going to a judge. And they intercepted it, you know, before anything happened or whatever. But she pretty much rode a bomb around all day. That would freak you out, wouldn't it, that one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, after I knew that, that would be weird. So um, so, so, what do we got on the uh, on the burner for the, uh, the next movie roundtable? We've talked about it a little bit. Yeah, we've got, um, in about a week, not this weekend, but a weekend after, we've got The Shining. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I've really been enjoy enjoying doing it. I don't necessarily want to do it every single week. No, maybe maybe every other week at most. Um, you know, I would be fine with that. Maybe every three weeks, even. Yeah, I'm a bit like that. Every two or three weeks, and it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I quite like that schedule. But every single Sunday is like, oh, because <laughs> it yeah. it gobbles up your Sunday, doesn't it? So right, yeah. And I'm usually juggling it in my afternoon. It's it's like evening for y'all. Yeah. whatever but uh yeah if, if you haven't checked that out you know we've done a few of them uh and it's uh you can just 
look up uh, on iTunes Movie Roundtable, or I think I think I made yeah I believe so I made a tiny URL for that also. I've just nice. been a busy yeah. little bee making tiny URLs. I'm pretty sure that I made a, a tiny www.tinyurl.com slash movie roundtable. I believe. Nice. I believe that's it. So right. that makes, that's like the automatic page. But I enjoy those shows because it's, it's making me watch a film that I wouldn't necessarily have watched at that moment in time. So it is fun. It's just juggling projects and, and a day job and stuff gets a little bit uh, hard work sometimes, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm a lot more likely to watch instead of movies. Uh, I'm a lot more likely to watch like documentaries or um, you know TV shows or whatever on like Hulu. Generally, yeah, I watch a lot more of those than. I mean, are you watching like any kind of TV stuff at all, or are you just just dominantly movies? No, the the TV show I was watching Californication has finished. Um, I was watching One Tree Hill, but that's now finished. I've got a few episodes of The Walking Dead to catch up, but that's obviously on hiatus and whatnot. So most of the TV shows that I watch have, have ended. So I'm kind of struggling for new shows, really. I'm watching season two of Damages at the minute, which is... I don't mm. know whether that's completed or not. Season two was, but uh, I'm way behind on that. But, uh, no, I mean, are you watching anything Major League Sighting? Or? Um, well, I, um, I've been watching um, Call Up on Game of Thrones... Yeah, on the uh, the new season of that. Um, of course, uh, every time there's a new episode on Hulu, post of uh, House or um, or Fringe, I make sure I checked it out. Also, are you familiar with this show called Shark Tank? I've heard of it, but I couldn't tell you what it was about. So yeah, I watched it. Uh, it's it's kind of a reality show, and what it is is there's these five like uh, billionaire or multimillionaire like moguls. And they're sitting up uh, at these, in these little chairs, and people come in one at a time and uh, pitch ideas that they have for, like, products or businesses. A lot of times these people have already started a business, and they're looking for, like, a partner, somebody to, like, infuse their business with money, or somebody with some expertise in, like, you know, manufacturing or marketing or whatever. So they come in, and, and they offer a, a portion of their company for a dollar amount. And uh, and then the uh, the sharks, you know, the rich guys, kind of talk to them and uh, and either um, invest or no. So uh, okay. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I kind of like it because there's always some crazy idea, and a few of them I'm like, man, that's an amazing idea. You know, I wish I would have thought of that or I would buy that or whatever. So that's pretty much it. I mean that, uh, and of course, like I mentioned, the wire. I've been uh, I've never watched the wire all the way through, so I'm in like season three. And uh, I've got all the rest of them to go. Good show. So uh, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like a big uh, jigsaw, isn't it? Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of the Shield. The Shield's outstanding. I really, really enjoyed the Shield. Yeah, my missus hasn't seen uh, the Shield, so I'm looking forward to watching that. Right oh, really? Through. And I own all seven wow. seasons on DVD, so I'm really looking forward to when we start watching that. We're wow. burning through the old Dexter's and stuff uh, at the minute because she's not seen those. So there's so many TV shows that she's just never watched. So that's fun. The, the shield were really, that's really engrossing. That's a really good, really good deal. I mean, that's, you know, to be able to go back and do that again, I would like if there was somebody, you know, that have, hasn't seen it, you know, my wife wouldn't really be interested, but somebody that you could sit down and watch, watch it all the way through and just be like, 
and, and you see these things coming, you just want to look and watch them as they see some of these things happen for the first time. You're just Definitely. like, wow. Oh, I'm not going to give you spoilers, but the what happens to the um, wasn't the chief of police, the uh, the Latino character that was like oh, yeah, the yeah. boss, Acevedo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the thing that happens to him that you know that kind of drags out for a couple seasons as he tries to keep it from coming out in the open. Yeah. That was just stunning. I was it like, was, I cannot believe that just happened. It was it's one kind of, of the that, best TV shows ever. That one. Yeah, I kind of had the same feeling for that as I did. The Ving Rhames scene in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, what in the world is happening? Uh, well, I guess uh, I guess we're going to say Jaybird just ain't going to make it back. I don't know. He's not popped back up. But um, I'd like to thank you, sir, for uh, for being on. And uh, your, your sort of utterance of from page to screen has become a permanent part of the theme song for the new movie history show as well. It's, uh, it's part of the theme, so... Oh, nice. You're right next to actress Brooke Lewis. There we go. <laughs> Number one. I'm, uh, I, I had a couple ideas for the uh, the Melissa Craig and, uh, and Charity Parkinson show uh, opening theme. I thought about cutting like two or three different ones okay. and letting you, uh, letting you look through them. Um, I thought about doing something to the effect of like, uh, um, you know, trying to do it in like a, a little more, not really sultry, but kind of a relaxed, you know, like a white Barry White type deal, you <laughs> yeah, know? definitely, like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> playbacks, turning the lights down. <laughs> so I thought that might be too hokey, but I'm going to come up with about three and shoot them to you, and and you can see really? what you like. Every time I hear thing. Melissa laugh, I think George McFly. Just whenever you hear her laugh, <laughs> just <laughs> she does. She's so uh, she's so funny. Is does she not have any other pictures of herself on the internet besides no. that one? Because Charity's got lots of pictures, you know, you can see her, and but Melissa's got like that one picture that she's got everywhere, and I don't know if she's just like, uh, I don't know, maybe she's picture phobic or whatever, some she's, people are. She seems to be very cagey about not wanting people to recognize her in the street. Yeah. Um, because her hair is, or was last sort of other picture I saw, where it was black, so... You know, it's different from oh, the really? kind of blondie looking one that, uh, oh, okay. that she uses. But no, she's sort of very cagey about her photos, uh, yeah. which somebody that looks like that really shouldn't be, should they? So No, I mean, she's an attractive lady. I don't know why, why she'd be like that, but it's oh, that's kind of funny. You know, Simon is a little bit like that, too, because, uh, uh, you know, he always has, like, some weird um, uh, weird deal for his Skype icon. Yeah, it looks like a pygmy or something, doesn't it? I've never even seen a photo of Simon. I don't even <laughs> know either. what he looks like. I asked him. I asked him one time. I'm like, hey, you know, why don't you put a... Uh, put like a photo or something up on your Skype thing, you know, where I can kind of see who I'm talking to or whatever. Yep. And he kind of told me that he didn't do that. He doesn't have any pictures of himself online that he's kind of weirded out by it or something. Doesn't want people. I don't know. He didn't really have a, like a really clear explanation, but it kind of weirded him out. Oh, I think we'll have to call him out on the next uh, podcast on that. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. Just get him. Yep. I don't know. I mean, maybe he looks like Aaron Wilson. And if so, then, then there may be a good reason to hide. I don't know what Possibly. he looks like. <laughs> Although Aaron Wilson actually has photos. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Wilson looks like a younger, uh, I don't know, Jim Carrey. <laughs> he does a bit, yeah. Yeah. I think he uh, unfriended me on Facebook for some reason. I don't know what was up with that. But I was his friend for a while, but maybe he's called him down to just his uh, his friends that go to his school or something there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll, I noticed. 
mean, I've got like 1,600, so I don't really pay attention too hard. No. But I just noticed one time that uh, that it, it it asked me if I wanted to add him as a friend. And I'm like, really? I, I already had him as a friend. Yeah, that's how I noticed Harold had dumped me. I'm like, that's a friend. What? I thought, oh, I guess I'm not. <laughs> yeah, because they pop up on the side, you know, if it's somebody that you that you don't, you're not friends with, but they're friends with a bunch of people that you are. Yep. Or whatever, and it pops up. Here's recommendations. Oh, so here's a recommendation for somebody that I thought I was friends with already. <laughs> exactly, but I'm obviously that's, not. Oh, that's a little weird. Very bizarre. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll call that the end of uh, 86. Uh, Jaybird, uh, he had some computer trouble and dropped out. He was supposed to come right back, and... Uh, Apparently the trouble was a little more major. I don't know. Or maybe he just needed some private time. I don't know what it is. Uh, make sure you do put that uh, that movie on your list. The, um, what was the Tucker, one? Tucker and, Tucker and yes. Dale Must Die. Yeah. Yeah, let me know what you think of that. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime soon because I'm, uh, I've am i got it. Shout out, Jaybird. Uh, this has been episode 85. Uh, make sure you tell your friends. Numbers are uh, looking good as usual. So we thank everybody for downloading, supporting the show, and tweeting about it on Twitter. Uh, would you like to tell Stuart um, where people could get your groovy stuff? Uh, people can get my groovy stuff by... I've actually applied again to Stitcher to have all four shows put on Stitcher, but I'm waiting to hear back from them. Right. Um, for now, you can just Google from page to screen. You can find me. That's my Twitter handle as well. You'll find my blog at from page to screen .com. And if you punch in in iTunes from page to screen, it'll come up with all the shows. So now, check all, them out. all of those, um, you know, most of the people listening would know, but it's the number two, not T-O. Yeah. So it's yeah. from page, the number two and screen. screen. Yes. Yeah. All so pretty much you together. put that put that in anything, Google or anything else, and it's going to get you to him. Uh, you know, if you're into movies and stuff, or if you're into uh, – uh, authors, uh, the, the Charity Parkinson and uh, Melissa Craig have a show. Uh, he's got lots of stuff going on. Yeah, so yeah, check that out. It's good fun. Absolutely. All right, that's it for episode 86. Join us next time when you might hear Stuart say, My name's Tupac. Um, hang on a minute. I've come back to life as a hologram. All right, episode 86 in the books. See ya. That's what she said. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, Elf was really good too, actually. So I, I might talk about that a little bit. That is also what she said. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah. People ask, ask, uh, like, how long you been married? Talking to me, and I'll be like, oh, twelve years. And they're like, twelve years, really? Is it? Does it seem like it? I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like twenty-four years. Yeah. Yeah, it seems seems even longer. I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. It's uh, I'm taking the economy right now, so. Yeah, I enjoyed the economy. Yeah, it's pretty good. We we have a uh, a heck of a class though. We uh, they they got him to admit that he tried to he tried pot, and uh, oh god, <laughs> he hasn't heard the last. Thing. He said it. Uh, uh, he he said um. He said, uh, somebody asked him, have you ever smoked pot, Coach? Uh, Coach?" And he said, yeah, I tried it back when I was younger. I experimented with it. And I didn't like the way it made me feel. It made me paranoid and scared. Yeah. And everybody just busted out laughing at him. So It probably just multiplies you already feeling paranoid and scared 
because you're doing it and you're afraid you're going to get caught. Yeah. You know, it's probably if you're if you're in a place where you were like comfortable and not not scared, you're going to get in trouble or any of that, then uh, probably wouldn't do that to you. I would think. Yeah. Oh, how do you know? I don't know much about it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've uh, I've done a lot of research, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, how is uh, how is that in, in the UK, Stuart? How widespread is uh, are a lot of drugs like that in the oh, UK? Oh, it annoys me because over here you wouldn't even think it was illegal. Oh, really? Uh, because so I mean, blazing up on the street corner. Well, not so much that, but when people walk past you and they've either been smoking it or they are smoking it or they've got pockets filled with it, it stinks. And they just don't seem to hide it or anything like that. I get people coming up to the video counter at work and you're like, God, it goes horrible. And I keep saying to people, I'm like, can you smell dope? Right in front of the person. I'm like, I'm sure I can smell it. Somebody's got some in here. And they don't even get phased, these people. They just don't seem to care. Yeah, I I really, really wouldn't care uh, for the most part if it was legal marijuana at least in the United and States. Pro- I mean, it'd probably ease up on the uh, ease up the prison system a little bit, you know. Plus, yeah, plus, you know, I've been watching The Wire, and I just started season three. I'm about yeah. halfway through season three, and one part looks like they're trying to make an area where pretty much it's legal to sell in that uh, one area, Amsterdam or whatever they they nickname yeah. it, don't they? Yeah. Right, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. I just think it stinks, that's all. It just smells all yeah. over. So. <clears throat> it's all tobacco, so. Right. It's really not putting worth putting somebody away for something like that unless they were selling it or had a large quantity of it, you know, like a distributor or a seller. Yeah. No, because that stuff can really ruin somebody's life. I know people that, you know, are into all that, you know, marijuana just- a lot. Just uh, just that or harder stuff. Just that, you know that. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Those, those a lot of a lot of times it's just they'll be into that and that's it. They won't go into any harder right. substances like cocaine or anything like that. You know that could ruin right. that. You know cocaine will ruin somebody's life. But from what yeah. I've seen, you know my friend can come in class just friggin' high as a kite and make an A on the test. You know so right, and nobody's gonna OD on pot. Yeah. You just smoke till you get really hungry and pass they out. They said that you had to you had to consume like consume like orally consume uh I think like a couple hundred pounds of uh marijuana before you can actually O D. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You couldn't it'd be like impossible to smoke enough yeah. to, for it to kill you. But you could conceivably eat enough, uh I guess if you just got ridiculous I don't know if I don't know, if it's a couple hundred pounds you probably couldn't, but you'd yeah. throw up before you ever Yeah. Elijah, son, don't be spraying that stuff. He sprayed, (laughs) my son sprayed something. It come blowing in here on me. He's like got some of my wife's perfume or something, spraying (laughs) it, and all of a sudden it just come blowing in here. And I look out the door, and he's like looking around like, "Um, who me? Yo, we've been all around 
came for the party to get naughty. Get my rocks on, eat popcorn, watch you move your body to the pop song that I'm singing. Ding singing, funky beats ringing, everybody swinging in the place as I kick the J's. Easy watch style, R&B mixing it with the hip hop swing beat. Champagne in my hand, it won't be long till I'm gone. It's just the same old song. It's just the freestyle. Meanwhile, we keep the beat kicking, sweat dripping. Girlies in the limo eating chicken. Oops, don't get the grease on your pantyhose. I love you, Robo. Move over. I gotta blow my nose, sneezing, but still I'm pleasing. All the slimmies pull out my jimmy. Time to get busy with a Jenny. If it's good and plenty, don't you know? There I go, there I go, there I go. But I don't go nowhere without my gym hat. What I'm rapping is if she's clapping, then I'm strapping 'cause I'm smarter than that. And then, girlie, maybe we can get along. Cutie after cutie, it's just the same old song. It's the same old song, y'all. Uh, it's just the same old song. It's the same song. Big, the freaky dicky, the squeaky wicky up and down. Well, as a matter of fact, I'll be right back. I gotta take a leaky. So I'm draining entertainers. But I got fame and the bases I touch. Too much for me to try to be naming. Hey yo, he saw me on cable and grip. I busted in and I was going to win. Like Clark Gable back in Oakland. It's the same old song. It's more shorty. Same freckles and hat. Drinking the same four. Hypothetical, political, lyrical, miracle whip. Just like butter. My rhymes are legit. Cause I'm a Humpty. Not Humpty Dumpty, but Humpty Hump. Here a hump, there a hump. Everywhere I'm Humpty Shut up and just listen. Not this and don't be wrong, but to me it's just the same old song, so just watch, cause my name is Shock, I like to rock and you can't stop this, Tupac, go ahead and rock this. Now I clown around when I hang around with the underground, girls used to frown, say I'm down when I come around, gas me, and when they pass me, they used to diss me, harass me, but now they ask me if they can kiss me, get some fame, people change, wanna live their life high, same song, can't go wrong if I play the nice guy. Claiming fame must have changed now that we became strong, I remain still the Why same, too? cause it's the same song. And Around the world, same song.